episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. As we all know, the world of modeling has quite the reputation for being harsh, critical, and leading to disordered eating and distorted views of body image. More recently, the modeling world has attempted to become more inclusive by including curvy models into the fashion world. But unfortunately, this attempt has actually created more exclusivity with the average size body. Joining us today is Rachel Brooke, a curve model, travel and lifestyle writer, and curve activist. Rachel's here to share with us about the realities of the modeling world and ways she's working to advocate for change. Hi, Rachel. Welcome. Hi, all. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Thank you. What for a being pleasure. Here. Yes, we're so happy to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you're currently doing. Beautiful. So I'm Rachel Brooke. I'm a curve model. I'm a curve activist. I'm all about body positivity and really just changing the industry as we see it. I started modeling a long time ago, as well as acting, singing, musical theater school, always been a ham. And I was told for the longest time when I lived in LA, starting with college, you're just not skinny enough to be a model. You're not tall enough. You're not this enough. So I kind of took a long break, did real estate, tried to do other things, but my passion always led me to writing and to modeling and performing. And now that we saw a curvy kind of approach to the industry, I said, okay, let's give it a go again. Let's see how this you know, works out a second time round. And I saw a weird shift though, where it's inclusive, but not quite a real inclusive. So, yes. And that is we're missing where that right now. <laughs> That mid-size or average size or however we want to describe it, but there appears to be the middle zone. Right. And that population seems to still be excluded, which is interesting because that's more like the everyday body versus these two extremes. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I found out last year, I modeled at Miami Swim Week. This is a huge runway show in Miami. This is where being in a bikini in front of all these people was a terrifying thing. I could barely wear a bikini at the pool when I went to Vegas, let alone here I am on stage thinking, oh, my God, my curves in this little bikini. And I got signed to a curve model agency, a very large agency. And during that time I was signed, I heard you're just not curvy enough. You're not big enough. They like to cast women that are at least a size 16, if not more. And yeah, maybe we'll work on you, but you're midsize and that book's less. So then I thought, mm. wait, wait, now I'm not big enough. I'm not curvy enough. So do I still not land in the industry to this day? <laughs> so how do you see that the fashion world really influences our views of body image and, you know, on either end of the spectrum? 
Well, I mean, you know, we see different trends. Instagram, for instance, I feel like social media is the largest way that we see things in the entertainment world because social media is every day. I do see a beautiful positive shift where we see curvier women that are showing themselves. They're not editing themselves. They're not afraid to be a midriff showing. They're not afraid to have a little thickness and not edit the stretch marks. I love all of that. That is like the biggest shift in a positive light I've seen in the industry. However, because we're still excluding such a large average size body, that's where the problem lies. So I think fashion industry, if they could actually cast more mid-sized bodies and we can see a little bit more of a trend of normalizing that mid-sized range, that would be, I wouldn't want to call it even a trend. It shouldn't be a trend. It should just be, let's cast all bodies. Inclusivity means all sizes, all ages all races. This is bringing everyone together. Let's not exclude anybody. So that would be the biggest shift I could see in the fashion industry has the most power. Entertainment has the most power to do so because, you know, they have a voice and everyone listens. Like if the Kardashians do it, people are doing it. Like it's just, you know, immediately accepted and people feel safe to be themselves. How do you feel about the trend? And I know right now there's even a trending trend that we're seeing in the magazine, social media, in terms of, um, you know, this this new body image or this new body size is now what is the desired size. How do you feel about that ongoing shift in what is societally acceptable and what's not? Well, I mean, I kind of see a few different trends happening in regards to this. So you see the inclusivity and the curve size, but you're also seeing a lot of headlines again about booty is out. New York Post did a whole article, booty is out, heroin chic is in. And I think this is a big point to kind of touch on is it's hard, one, to keep up with all the different voices in media, right? Some One day someone says, even in health, coffee is good for you. The next day, it's not good for you. A BBL, you know, go and get liposuction and transfer to look like the Kardashians. The next day, it's like, no, remove it all and don't eat. So there's just a lot of endorsing eating disorders, body dysmorphia. I mean, it's becoming a roller coaster where people can't keep up. And I think the biggest change will be to kind of stop that noise. It also will help mental health if people could just silence that and embrace who they naturally are. And yeah, if you want enhancements, if you want to change things, do it because you want to, not because it's a trend. Yeah, absolutely. And what does your advocacy work look like that you're doing as you are trying to help create more inclusivity for, I mean, all body types? What does that consist of when you do the advocacy work? Well, For me, obviously, because I was with a big agent who said I wasn't this enough or that enough, I I said, I need to make a change with myself first. If I'm constantly listening to someone telling me this, I'm only perpetuating the problem. If I stay in that atmosphere, that's very toxic and detrimental to my health. I mean, for a year that I was signed, I didn't want to do one photo shoot or casting because I didn't feel good about myself. So my advocacy starts with, I want everyone to just be true to themselves. That meant for me leaving a top agent to go freelance and say, I'm calling the shots for my career. Does this mean maybe I won't get the Target campaign because I don't have the big agent? Maybe, but I'm okay with that. And I think it starts with accepting that the biggest impact in the industry is just being true to yourself. And I started immediately booking a lot of e-com work. As soon as I let the agent go, I booked three jobs that week alone. And when I showed up, I'm like, this is me. Like other jobs used to tell me wear fat pads. I'm not kidding. Some of the largest brands that I worked with e-com was like, 
you know, you could be a little bigger, put this on. And I was just then going, going, this is me. If you want to work with me, I'm a mid-sized model and I'm not going to wear a fat pad. And that was also advocacy. I'm going to be confident in who I am without changing it. And the brands that want to work with me will work with me. And I will be a voice for other women who feel they don't have a place. I want people to feel like, okay, I don't have a huge, you know, hit butt, waist, ratio. I'm a little bit more straight down and that's okay. And that's pretty too. And I show up to the castings doing so. New York Fashion Week, I ended up walking in for the first time. And that was a big deal for someone not 5'9". And, uh, I never thought I would be on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a shock. I I actually showed up. This is a funny side note, and it kind of loops us back. I showed up to New York to do Fashion Week without one show book, but had fifteen castings ready the week before New York Fashion Week. Everyone thought I was crazy. Like, why are you even flying there? You should have had this pre done. I go, you know what? I've been busy. I've been taking care of my mom who had a liver transplant. That changed my life a lot in the past six months. Where seeing her almost die and then come back to life. It reminds you what's important. Family's important and going after your dreams and really just never let anything stop you because you never know when it's your last breath. So you just give it your all. I showed up to New York. I landed five of the 15 castings, walked in five productions. They were good and bad. And one moment I had a designer who looked at me up and down, gave me this eye and said, you're not really what I was expecting. And she actually, I thought she was going to say, you're not big enough. She goes, I don't work with fat models. Mm. And I was shocked and she didn't, she didn't know when she continued talking, I was behind her and she just kept going that big girls don't look good in clothes. I don't work Mm. with big girls. Like I like tall and skinny, good, good curves to me is skinny, big boobs. And I was like, oh, okay, well, goodness. Thanks for making your point known. But instead of allowing myself to be silent in a classy way, I shared this information on Instagram. I didn't try to like cancel culture her, but you know, in a way she needed that probably, but I'm along with other models here in Los Angeles where I'm based, you know, I'm trying to be a voice. When a designer does do that, I say something. I go on Instagram and I say, this language is not acceptable. And we start yes. with a change with where we are. And right. let's not and I love promote that. And that's, that, that. Yes. And advocacy does start with ourselves as you're describing. And so even for people who aren't in the modeling world, but who do struggle with body image or disordered eating. And really that advocacy does start with being aware of who you're following on social media and being aware of the content that you're consuming and all of those things. It's so important. Rachel, where can people find you online, social media? Where can you be found? Goodness, I guess in this day and age everywhere, right? Real with Ray on Instagram is my handle and that's my lifestyle brand as well. So I have curve modeling. I have the influencer work. I'm a writer. That's a big passion of mine. My modeling website for booking is curvemodelray.com. So that is my website for that as well as realwithray.com where you'll see more of the lifestyle blogging. So I like to include a little bit of both because life to me, the whole brand Real With Ray is me being real with my followers, real with my community, with myself. And obviously we all occasionally like a good filter and it helps, but for the most part, it's like exposing yourself. Hey, this is me, who I am and enjoy the show. And if you don't, you don't have to follow me, but this is who I am. And if I can help people along the way with their body image, with, you know, knowing that they are included and not excluded, that's my goal with my brand and with who I am. Yes, I love that. You're doing great work. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.
Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe for our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.